Welcome to Pagora Podcast. I'm Helene. In the topic of this month, we are exploring the potential of professional kitchens to drive urban change. Today, I'm talking with Kari Elisabeth Domarsens and Otrun Löcker Svensson from Matelsina, the Norwegian Food Safety Authority, to find out what are the regulations around cooking at home as well as in a ghost kitchen. Thank you so much for welcoming me here at Matrilsine. Yeah, the reason why I am here, Helene, for Pagro is because I was thinking or we were thinking that it would be so interesting to hear a little more about the food regulations in Norway because we have a lot of tenants who are, for example, renting ghost kitchens through our platform. But when I'm doing research also and being in touch with tenants, it also oftentimes turns out that they are, for example, cooking at home. And I feel like there is still a bit of uncertainty, maybe even especially in the international community, about what are actually the regulations regarding food and uh, preparing food for selling it to other people. Maybe you could introduce yourself uh, quickly. Uh, my name is Odrun Lekka Svensson and I'm a senior inspector at Matilsina. I worked at the district office of Oslo, Asker and Bærum. Yes, uh, and uh, my name is uh, Kari Domarsnes and I'm a special uh, inspector here in uh, Oslo in the same office as uh, Odrun. Great, thank you so much. Um, I was thinking to actually bring today two scenarios uh, to the interview that I see quite a lot when I am uh, researching food businesses or when I'm in touch with tenants. And um, the first scenario is uh, when I am on Instagram and I see a lot of people who are baking cakes or cookies at home and they advertise that through Instagram. <laughs> And then they say, for example, in their bio of, the, of Instagram uh, that uh, customers can send them a message and uh, they can then pick up the product from their home and they can pay through VIPs. And I was wondering, how would Matilsina handle such a case? Do you inspect private people or does the person have to register as a company? Um, what are the requirements of cooking and selling food from home? Well, you can run a business uh, from home, a food business, if it is registered at Matilsina. And if you register, uh, the registration of a food business is free, so no charge. Of course, you need to follow the regulations. And when you run a business from home, Matilsina can inspect the premises. And the inspection might also be unannounced. Mm. You must also uh, find out what other rules apply to you. Uh, you might need a permission for change of use to premises and you might also have to t contact the tax administration for information about taxes. Yeah, because uh, of course the government or the tax administration might not know yet that I'm also planning to have a food business at my home. They might just think it is a private home and therefore I need to yeah, register that. And what are the requirements for cooking and selling food from home? Uh, first, it is important to know uh, that if food is not handled correctly, people who eat it can become ill. And therefore, it is important to operate the kitchen safely and hygienically. And when you are uh, having your own food business, you are responsible for ensuring that the business complies with the regulations and that the food that you sell is safe. 
and therefore you must learn the rules and regulations that apply to you. But the formulation of the food regulation is often general, and this general wording means that the regulatory requirements are flexible and suitable for a different range of businesses. So it could be somebody, for example, making cakes and different rules apply to them than somebody running, um, I don't know, a Mexican kitchen or something like yes. that. Yes, yeah. uh, it's the same rules that apply both to large businesses like bakeries uh, and also for the smaller business, also like a home business. And also for different types of food then? Yes. Yeah. Uh, but of course, you need to have suitable premises, and the size, shape, and quality of the premises uh, shall be in proportion to their use. Uh, therefore, uh, the regulations often use terms as hygienic or sufficient and that kind of wording. Okay. In general, private kitchens has a less capacity than a professional kitchen, so it is important to have a limited production. Which is why probably a lot of people also say that they are only hobby bakers and things like that, because if they would really scale their business, they would have to move to a professional kitchen. Yeah. And uh, what are the general requirements for a kitchen? Uh, the kitchen must have surfaces that are easy to clean and consists of robust materials. Uh, that way it is easy to keep clean. Mm. You must keep your premises clean and maintain in good repair and condition and make sure that you have enough space for dishwashing so we easily can separate clean and unclean equipment. And you can use a dishwasher for equipment and utensils. Is it required to use a dishwasher? Like I know those professional dishwashers. For example, you can use a common dishwasher, a household dishwasher, okay. but uh, we recommend that you use a dishwasher because if you don't have a dishwasher, there are you need to make sure the, that the utensils are properly disinfected. Mm. <laughs> because otherwise, you can also maybe not ensure that the temperature is high enough mm. so that germs will really be killed. Yeah, yeah. Yes, uh, and it's important that there is a clear barrier or a good distance between food handling areas and areas for dishwashing. The separation in areas or in time will prevent food from being contaminated. Good hygiene is important and you of course must wash your hands frequently and always before starting a new task. And the wash basin must be easy accessible and have soap and paper towels for hygienic washing and drying. Cooling food properly helps stop harmful bacteria from growing and bacteria grow quickly at room temperature and food should therefore be cooled as quickly as possible to a temperature that does not pose a health risk. A rule of thumb is that the temperature should be reduced from 60 degrees Celsius to 10 degrees Celsius over the course of two hours. You were saying that um, there that you need to learn how to operate a kitchen safely and hygienically. Um, are there courses for that that people can sign up to? Notizina does not arrange uh, courses, but uh, you can book uh, a guidance meeting with us uh, in order to get more information. Uh, if you need to have uh, other courses, you should seek it uh, elsewhere. There are uh, other companies and consultant companies that uh, do have courses that you can attend to. Oh, great. Yeah. 
uh, Matilsynet, in addition to the guidance service, has uh, an answering service that is open during business hours every day and where you can uh, call and ask them general questions uh, about the regulations and how the regulations uh, can be understood. And also, if you have problems uh, when you register, you can call them and uh, they will guide you through the registering process. So if you have any questions, don't hesitate to call us or email us. That's helpful, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> okay, and um, what would be the requirements for private kitchens? For private kitchens, there are a few issues that are important in addition to the general terms. When you or your family are ill, for example with diarrhea or vomiting disease, you should not work with food. Because virus and bacteria in the environment might be transferred to the food and cause illness. Pets and domestic animals also represent a risk of contamination if they are allowed access to the rooms where food is prepared or stored. Okay, so no cats or dogs in the kitchen right. cooking. <laughs> Uh, and you must also store your private food apart from the food for sale. For example, you can use a separate refrigerator or freezer. It's also important that uh, the consumers uh, should be well informed about the product. So you must list the ingredients in the food that can trigger an allergy or an intolerance. And if you sell online, there are more requirements to the labeling. In general, pre-packed food needs more labeling than food that is not pre-packed. All of this you can read more about at our website, matisin.no. Yes, I will also put the links down below in the text so that people can look at the different, uh, yeah, the different articles that Matosino wrote about those things. And um, you also mentioned when we were talking before that there is also some advice given not only in Norwegian but also in other languages? Yes, uh, we do have a startup package on our website uh, which contains uh, five different videos with subtitles in uh, several languages uh, Norwegian, English, uh, Vietnamese and Arabic and the topics are uh, general startup information but also a video about food handling and internal control and also a separate video about how to register at matilsine.no. Great, yeah. I think that startup pack would be interesting for a lot of our tenants, actually, yeah. Um, and since we are talking to a lot of um, startups and people who just launched their food business, uh, we often encounter a second scenario that I just wanted to yeah, bring to the conversation, and that <clears> is that people rent a kitchen from us from our platform and then they cook food in this professional kitchen for example for a couple of hours a week for example friday to sunday because this is when they have time for it and uh, their food is delivered through foodora and vault um, or other delivery services um, what would you advise a business to look for in a kitchen and um, how does matricina inspect ghost kitchens Yes, you must uh, make sure that the kitchen is equipped to your needs. For example, there must be enough room for storing chilled and frozen food. You need also to have suitable premises. The size, shape and quality, as uh, Odrun al uh, already have mentioned, um, 
these things about the premises shall be in proportion to your need and well maintained. The kitchen must be fit for purpose and easy to keep clean. And you have to have uh, good common routines. For example, the businesses should have the same routines for cleaning uh, so that uh, it is always as clean as you want. And uh, it's uh, important to separate between which goods belong to which companies. For example, you can have separate refrigerators. You have to clarify who measures temperature if um, there is uh, common equipment so that you always know that the temperature is acceptable. It is important also to have good agreements so that you have the, the same expectations of what is to be done and that most things are clarified in advance. Yeah, it sounds like when finding um, a co-tenant, somebody to share the kitchen with, it's actually very important to be on the same page with your yes. expectations and yes. how you keep things clean and um, also yeah on which level you operate yes and um, does Matilcina have a special inspection for ghost kitchens no we inspect those kitchens like all other professional kitchens uh, the business is normally inspected during the operation hours and if we uncover non compliance that also applies to other company they will also receive a letter about this okay so one kitchen is uh, inspected and it doesn't matter if that was if something is wrong if that was the fault of one company and not the other both of them will of course be considered in this because they share the kitchen right yes it it depends on the what the fault is Mm -hmm. uh, because if it's uh, a routine that only the one kitchen have, it it will not infect on the other. But uh, if there is something with the kitchen, the benches and so on, um, they, it will be uh, in interest to the other. Yeah, uh, because companies. it has an impact on yes. both yes. yes. Yeah. Do you see a trend of people also cooking in the home kitchens is that a trend that you have seen as much as seen yes and we have seen an increasing trend and special now during the epidemic yeah and is much as currently concerned with these cases um, yes uh, we have focused on such businesses uh, and it varies how well the kitchen is suitable for cooking for others mm -hmm. uh, both in quantity and type of food this is a challenging area to supervise. I can imagine, yeah. Yes. Because people do it at home. and yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and it's allowed to cook at home if you are registered. <laughs> but many people need more knowledge about the regulation and food hygiene in order to make food that is safe to eat. Many people uh, may have a home production as first step in starting a new business, or want to have it as a part-time job. Yeah, that has also been my observation. And just to yeah come to a close of this conversation and also um, yeah think a little bit about Pagura as a platform, what do you think of the ghost kitchen concept? And for example, us renting out kitchens on our platform, is that a solution 
perhaps to prevent people from selling food from their home kitchens because you were saying it is hard to monitor um, how people cook food from mm. home and um, mm. although you of course inspect that so yeah what is your opinion on the ghost kitchen concept? yes <laughs> we think it's an advantage that professional cooking can take place in kitchens that are designed for it the advantage of dimensioning the volume easy to maintain Good hygiene is um, important when making larger omelets of food. It is often beneficial to use a rental kitchen when you are in the startup phase or for smaller companies. Yes, especially because then later on you might have your own premise, you yes. might be able to scale, but in the beginning you might want to start out like that. Mm. Yes. Thank you both so much for having this conversation with me and I really hope that yeah people will go through the links and inform themselves even more. Um, we will also have a little info box here just with a couple of terms that might occur quite often in Norwegian and where it's good to know the English translation. So thank you very much. You're welcome.